Get you ready for Fantasy Week 7. It's Friday, May 11th. Welcome, everybody. CBSSports.com Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Adam Azer, Al Melchior, Nando DeFino. What's up, guys? Who's ready for the weekend? Yes. Not yet. Come on, we got one more day. Al, come on. We got a happy hour today. What a buzzkill. Yeah, come on, dude. It's the weekend. Yeah, I'm just, I'm psyched. People for might an, be listening to another this day of o'clock. talking about baseball. I'm excited for that, but I'm also ready for the weekend. <laughs> you know, I'm going to tell you guys baseball. something. <laughs> The interview you did yesterday on Fantasy 360, Fantasy Baseball 360 with Pirates pitching coach Ray Searage was awesome. What a cool interview. That's our live show uh, every Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern on CBSSports.com. What was the most interesting thing you heard in that interview? Kevin Correa. When he talked, we think, asked him, yeah. He just took the words right out I'm of my sorry, mouth. Yeah. No, that's all go, right. Go ahead, it's, it's just, we have consensus on this. I yeah. thought that was a great – that analysis was just – my jaw literally dropped when he was talking about how you know, Correa worries about was like the little corner in center field or yeah. something. And, and so he hasn't been you know locating right because he's been afraid about getting hit in that part of the park. And I was just like, wow, not only is that a great explanation for Correa, but Mc, uh, McDonald and Morton have similar lefty-righty split problems. And it's like, hmm, not, maybe not a coincidence. Correa's ERA last year at home was like five runs higher. So yeah. we just asked him, like, you know, do you look at these things? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we've tried to fix that problem. And what he said about McDonald was really good, too, that he's, he's having him throw more first-pitch strikes. And that's where, that's where I believe that's where Al's favorite line came out of. Yeah. Not the, not the center-cut filet mignon. Exactly. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, well, you actually got the quote right. What uh, did he say? He said that he wants McDonald to just to throw more first-pitch strikes, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and he's, not, he's like, I'm not talking, like, you know, straight down the middle fastball. Like, he called it the center cut filet mignon. <laughs> but he, he said, you know, get ahead and then, you know, go to 0-2 and you've got two more chances to just try and, you know, throw, throw whatever to get them strikeouts. Well, it was really interesting, and you guys have great interviews on that show very often. And today, okay, so Al lost a bet with Scott White <laughs> and the penalty was Al had to do stand-up comedy in front of the office basically in our like cafeteria and Nando wrote a lot of the jokes Dave Richard, Dave Richard jumped contributed. Too. he had some good ones David, Dave Richard and Nando wrote the jokes and they were terrible and the point was <laughs> Al was going to go up there and just completely fail <laughs> so this is going to be on today's show right uh, that is correct and it's going to be awesome because I was there for it and I wanted to heckle you I want to be like, you suck, you're dying up there. But Dave Richard told me not to, so I didn't. <laughs> See, you know, Dave wrote these great, terrible jokes, yeah. but then he kind of sabotaged the whole thing by telling people not to heckle. So, so. I, I want you to just read a few of them. All right, this is a preview. Just yeah, a because, teaser. All right. Because you did probably, like, so good like with the delivery. Good, oh, yeah, you were great. Oh, it was so great. You did it's over great. five minutes, I'd say, of, of terrible jokes, and, they, and you did really well, and nobody laughed, really. The office, just, yeah. Half the office came, and yeah. I don't think they understood what was going on. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't, no, because I actually had one person come up to me and say, so, like, is this a hobby of yours? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. All right. I, I like to get Derek Holland and Greg Holland on all my teams. I call it the double Dutch. <laughs> All right, hang Where's on. your instant? Yeah, this is the best part. We thought that we could. <laughs> Al went and got the Rimshot app for his iPhone. Oh, right. Okay. It's okay. Gonna, it'll translate better to the podcast. Yeah. So, well, this is a little delayed reaction on, on that one, but. Yeah, I don't know if anybody yeah, can hear that, but we have the Rimshot. All right. All go right. Ahead. A couple more jokes. A couple more jokes. All right. So, I'm not sure if you heard, but Evan Longoria and Ava Longoria had a kid. He's desperate to get injured. The rim shots were not part of the show, which would have been so awesome. It was just all awkward silence. We're going to hire a drummer next time. So how to do, should we give away more of the... Uh... Just one more. All right, one more. I'm going gonna, gonna to skip my favorite one here. So uh, 
Uh, what do you call a Chicago White Sox pitcher made entirely of cubic zirconium? Fake PV. <laughs> Ridiculous. We had a whole string of PV jokes. Yeah, they were good PV jokes. All right, Al, thanks a lot. Uh, Al's here all week. <laughs> How are you guys feeling about uh, Albert Pujols these days? Hey, just like we felt before. Exactly. Not worried. He's not, like, tearing it up, though, you know? He's taking baby steps towards where he needs to be. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, uh, what about Bob? <laughs> baby steps. <laughs> oh, you're on fire. <laughs> I put the rib shot app away. Stat of the day. Here we go. The Orioles became the first American League team ever to hit three home runs in their first three at-bats. Ryan Flaherty, J.J. Hardy, Nick Markakis all homered off Colby Lewis. So we'll use this stat of the day to talk about Colby Lewis. He became the first pitcher since 1918. He gave up five home runs in a game and strike out at least ten. Um, so six earned runs in each of his last two starts, Nando. Are you concerned about Colby Lewis, who's owned in almost all leagues, starting 82%? Yeah, I've never been a fan of Colby Lewis to begin with. I always thought it was kind of overrated. I, you know, there's something about all the Texas pitchers outside of Darvish, who I'm really not crazy about. Um, Darvish, I'm crazy about. The nope. rest of the pitchers, I'm not. Was Tommy Hunter overrated as a Ranger? <laughs> yeah, Tommy Hunter's fine as an Oriole possible minor leaguer right now. <laughs> but but it's, it's just Lewis, you know, you go back and look at his numbers, and it's relatively unimpressive, I guess, especially in rotisserie leagues. Um, but now, I mean, with him striking out, if you watch this game from the second inning on, you're like, oh, Colby Lewis is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he still gave up two more home runs after that. That's true. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but that would have been three, three runs in seven innings. That wouldn't have looked... You know, all that bad, and then you add yeah. in the twelve strikeouts. That's you know, but that's the thing with Colby Lewis. What amazed me was so you got Colby Lewis, who's an ultimate all or nothing pitcher, home runs or strikeouts. You got Mark Reynolds, his counterpart uh, as a hitter, and Reynolds no home runs and only one strikeout, which for him in uh, three at bats is you know, pretty good. So. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. We're going to talk about two start pitchers. We're going to talk about some one start pitchers. We'll give you Scott's hit parade, best and worst matchups for Fantasy Week 7, but not a big day in baseball. You know, you guys, Scott told me that there were six games yesterday, but he lied because he forgot about the doubleheader. So I think we had oh. seven games yesterday, but still a relatively light day. But we'll do three up, three down, rotation, injuries, and uh, then we'll get into the start-sit stuff. So here we go with three up. Three up number one is Andy Dirks. When are we going to take him more seriously? He's owned in only 10% of these. Nando's like, I've been taking him more seriously. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is Al. Oh, Al. Yeah, he's, yeah he's that's what guy. I thought. You've been, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, go ahead, Al. So yeah. he's hitting 383. Well, and you know, the encouraging thing here, he said owned in only 10% of leagues as of, what, three days ago? It was 4%. So yeah. the, the Dirks bandwagon is pulling out of the station. Al and I, as you know, co-own a team. Al leans back one day. He's like, I'm thinking about putting a bid in for Andy Dirks. I'm like, oh, Al, come on, man. Fine. If you want to do it, go ahead. <laughs> and we had Jeff Erickson on the show, I think, the next day. That's right. And we asked him about it because he also owns Dirks and AL only uh, Tout Wars. And he, was, he wasn't really singing his praises, but he did have some nice things to say about it. I mean, he, he gave him some low-key praise, which is you know, sort of what Dirks uh, deserves because he's not a guy that you know. I think anybody's going to run out and uh, roster in the podcast league. I probably shouldn't say that because probably know somebody has. But in in a team of that in a league of that format, he's probably not going to be really popular and probably shouldn't be. But yeah, AL only. I mean, got to be in every AL only league, and he may still <laughs> not be a ten percent of leagues. I mean, and it, and he deserves to be in a lot of you know probably like fifteen team leagues. I could see leagues. that, especially now. Yeah. And what if, if, you, if Andy Dirks had a, had a bad week and screwed over your fantasy team, what would you call him? <laughs> Andy Dirks. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Get, the, get the app back. Yeah. Uh, All right. I need to uh, Dirks ready. or Johnny Damon? <laughs> I go with Dirks. Dirks. Dirks or Gerard Dyson? 
Dirks. I go with Dyson there. Dyson? Okay. Especially in Roto where you can get the steals. Yeah, in a vacuum, he's not bad. Yeah. Dirks or <laughs> <laughs> Dirks or Cody Ross. Oh, I think I'd like Ross there, actually. Uh, you know what? I'm still going Dirks because I think the productivity is close enough, and, and I think he'll play more overall. I think Dirks is going to get squeezed in Detroit. They got a lot of they got a lot of moving parts there. Well, I know Cody Ross is going to get squeezed. Dirks, I think, at least has a shot at staying in the lineup. See, I don't think Ross would get squeezed. I think it'd be you know well, Crawford, yeah, Ross. But I'm a Sweeney guy. Oh yeah, you're a Sweeney guy. So you don't think you just believe? Yeah. <laughs> Three up, number two. Jo- <laughs> That's kind of true. Three up, number two. Josh Willingham. He's homered in uh, consecutive games, and he has seven home runs now. Who's who's buying this? Or because I thought you know I thought he was about to fall off here. He did. Yeah, and then he came. Now he's coming back strong a little bit here. Yeah, it's it's what he does. But it's been really good. I mean, definitely worth starting next week, right? Would you ride the hot hand? Uh, I probably would, yeah. I would, yeah. He's going to be starting in 78% of leagues. Uh, three up number three, Adam LaRoche. Two home runs in three games and four RBIs since coming back from a minor injury. So he's picked up where he left off. 327, six home runs, 21 RBIs, owned in 79% of leagues. Started in half our leagues. Does that seem like a good number to you? I don't think people realize he's back yet. I think That's it's people true. who haven't set their lineups yet for next week. You're like, oh, Crap, Adam LaRoche, got to get him in there. And yet, I feel like that's a perfectly reasonable start percentage. Look, if it were 60%, I wouldn't say, oh, people are making a mistake. But uh, that, that's, you know, to me, he, you could leave him inactive in the standard mixed league. LaRoche has San Diego, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore all at home next week. Would you start him over Carlos Pena? Yeah, I would. All right, three down, three players trending down. Oh, I was hoping Pedro Alvarez wouldn't be on this list so soon. But he's ice cold again. No hits in five games. Walking a little bit. He's on the most added list. So what do you make of Pedro Alvarez right now, Al? You know, it's funny that you said walking a little bit because he hadn't really been doing that before. And, you know, the thing that I've been saying about Alvarez, great to see the power back because we didn't see it last year. But we really are seeing nothing else. And that's the problem because power could be streaky. And when that evaporates and you've got nothing else going, you know, this is the problem with you know, Alfonso Soriano is the first name that pops into my mind. Right. And I, these are guys I try to avoid. So, um, you know, with Alvarez, you, you're basically chasing streaks. And that's something I, you know, I just think it's a losing proposition. Would you start Alvarez next week over Kyle Seeger? Uh, no, I would not. Would, I might. Would you start Alvarez? By, by the way, Pittsburgh is one of the five toughest <clears throat> schedules. Uh, Alvarez or Chris Johnson? Hmm. I think it with Alvarez and his power. I, yeah. Even though I, Chris Johnson has some. He does. I, I like him. I think he's underrated, but I, I think Alvarez's upside is worth playing over, over Johnson. All right, Mark Reynolds. We, you mentioned him earlier, Al. Couldn't even homer yesterday when everybody else was. <laughs> he, you know, it looked like he might get hot, and he really hasn't after he hit those two home runs last weekend. And now Danny Nober says he, he might be trying to hold off Miguel Tejada, which is, a, which is horrible. <laughs> you know, that's you should be able to hold off Miguel Tejada at this point. What do you think about uh, Mark Reynolds? How worried would you be if you were a, a Reynolds owner? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this is what Reynolds does. It so, seems like the Orioles have soured on him. That was one of the things that um, Danny Nobler wrote about. Yeah, well, it's um, – I don't know. I guess Mark Reynolds pre-Buck Showalter and post-Buck Showalter might be two different players, on a, at least size of size of leash. <laughs> it might be a little shorter now. I mean – you have Betamit, who's playing a lot, but he's filling in other spots. Really, not Reynolds now. Um, Chris Davis can play a little bit of third base. 
Tejada just doesn't seem like the one who's going to push him out of a role. No, it doesn't. And yet there's, you know, if you just add that one name to the list, I am worried if I'm, if I'm a Mark Reynolds owner. And it's not that I think that Reynolds isn't capable of doing better and, and bouncing back. But they have so many guys that they could rely on. You mentioned Bedemit. I don't know about Nick Johnson because he hasn't done a whole lot. But right. I mean, he's there um, not to play third, but, you know, to shift guys around. DH to first to third. So, you know, Chris Davis can get moved around. They've still got Matt Antonelli in the minors. And that was a guy that, um, you know, the team was looking at possibly as a starter at third base back in spring training. And don't forget Ryan Flaherty, who they're kind of playing all over the place. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'd am i be a little worried. And they just called up uh, – I forgot his name already. Tolleson? Yeah. Tolleson? Yeah, that's who right. Buck Showalter said can play – we need you know we need depth. He can play first, second, third, outfield. I mean, right they've field, got field. crazy flexibility on that team. Yeah. So, so, so he's got to sit down. they gotta, they got people to replace him. Three down number three is Mike Napoli. <clears throat> Al, what do you make of Mike Napoli? He's been cold. He has not uh, – Homer since April 21st. Uh, yeah, and he'll, he will bounce back. Um, and in fact, the, the really good signal that we've seen from Napoli in the past week, week and a half, is that he's cut way back on his strikeouts. And that was something that um, he was having a lot of problems with in, in the early weeks. So I think, and actually I've got a uh, buy, sell, hold column uh, coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, he's on it as a, as a buy low guy. Rotation time, Bartolo Colon. He got rocked by Detroit. Seven earned runs on nine hits and two and a third. He was trying to be as bad as Josh Beckett, and they matched <laughs> stat lines, basically. Congratulations. So this is Cologne's second really awful outing this year, and the last time he had one, it was against Seattle. He responded by throwing seven scoreless, again against Seattle, the following start. But he's at Texas next week. This one won't be quite as easy to bounce back from. Starter sit, Bartolo Colon. Sit. Sit. Um, and it's not because of the bad outing against Detroit, although that does sort of reinforce my no- notion that Colon's a matchups guy. And Texas at Texas is a really bad matchup. The problem is Detroit wasn't even hitting well. You know, it looked like a good matchup going into yesterday. Yeah. So that's even more alarming. All right, Josh Beckett, Nando. He's got two starts next week, Seattle and at Philadelphia, but he couldn't get out of the third. Uh, he got booed off the field. Yeah. Um, all right. First of all, does he does how many holes does he does he birdie next week when he goes out golfing? And starter <laughs> sit Seattle and Philadelphia his matchups. Uh, there, there are two ways to look at Beckett, and neither of them are good. I mean, one is that he's got the problem with the lat, which might come up. I mean, let's not forget he had a thumb problem too that might have jeopardized the start of his season. Um, and number two is Beckett's been known to have bad seasons. It's not like he's got a string of three point three zero. You know, 220 strikeouts and 180 innings seasons under his belt. He's got some pretty bad seasons mixed in there. And when he has a bad season, he's bad all season long. So I'm going to sit him. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the silver lining to this is his arm will be fresh. But <laughs> I don't even think it'll be that fresh if you give up seven runs and two and a third. It's just, I don't know. When Beckett's bad, he tends to stay bad for a little while. And I'd, I think there are other people I could put in there. Like those, those are pretty good matchups, though. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Versus Seattle at Philadelphia, it's going to be a tough call. Hey, I, you know, Seattle—they could put some runs on the board. They're, they're, yeah, they're a better team. They, this they put year, some. But. They put some hits together, like the old piranhas, like what uh, <laughs> what Isaac Ian used to call the Twins. Yep, Seattle can do that, and they can hit some home runs. Wei Yin Chen, rotation spot number three. He threw well against Texas, and he's three and zero with a two point six eight ERA. And I, I know Nando that you think he's under own. No, only owned thirty five percent of leagues. He's got the Yankees and the Nationals on the road. No, the Yankees at home, Nationals on the road next week. There, there are only so many times I could tell people to go get Wei Yin Chen. He's not exciting, but he's he's been so stellar so far, and he's got such a great track record from Japan. And he's not one of those strikeout pitchers from Japan who you know might not be able to strike out as many batters here. He's actually a very 
American style, pitch to contact, very low ERA, very low whip. I urge everyone to go look at his stats from Japan. Well, all right. How do you compare him to some of the guys we've talked about? Capuano, we talk about a lot. Uh, rather have Chen. Arietta. Rather have Chen. I'd rather have Chen out, out next week than these? Cologne. I'd rather have Chen than Cologne. Vargas. <laughs> I'd rather have Chen than Vargas. Ah, okay, well, I'll go there. I'd rather have Chen than Vargas, but uh, most of the guys, uh, I'd rather have Capuano. Uh, and I forget who the Arietta. second guy is. Arietta would rather have Arietta. And this is, I think, sort of a, a reversal of, of role here because, uh, you know, I sometimes I type, typecast you as the strikeouts guy. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, Chen certainly does have appeal, but I, I do like the, you know, the strikeout potential of, of some of those other guys like Arietta. Um, and it's not like, you know, they're, you know, Max Scherzer where it's, you know, strikeout with the, the chance of, you know, disaster every time out. I mean, it's, you know, strikeouts with, with a, you know, really solid skill set all around, all around. I prefer those guys to Chen. Would you drop Mike Leak for way in Chen? I would. I would too, yeah. Rotation spot number four, Henderson Alvarez. Two earned runs over his last three starts, but he just doesn't strike people out. Alvarez oh, or Chen? What, what a strange time to ask this question because that's Al's boy right yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So if just, you just went on this beautiful strikeout. <laughs> but, Al, but, Al, but, Al is, but Al doesn't love him, like start him every week. Henderson that's right, and I have him in the podcast league, and I've started him, I think, maybe two, three weeks so far. Um, he will start next week. And, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's a good parallel there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I liked Alvarez coming into the season a lot because of what he had done in the minors and in a short time in the majors, whereas with Chen, you know, I'm always very conservative about translating those Japanese longer, numbers that you're urging people to take a look at. <laughs> you know, Chen's now, you know, giving us, uh, you know, something of a body of work in the majors to, to look at. Um, the one thing to me that separates them uh, is uh, Alvarez, so good and reliable at uh, getting ground balls in front of an awesome, awesome infield defense. Um, right. So, I mean, to me, that, that gives him an edge over a similar pitcher uh, with another team. Say Mark Reynolds isn't good on defense. Um, yeah, hey, Ruben I'll, Ta- hey, I'll, I'll stick Ruben my Tejada. neck out there. Miguel Tejada's on his way <laughs> to uh, shore up that infield defense. And rotation spot number five is Steven Strasburg. Um, yeah, 13 strikeouts yesterday, one earned run in six innings. He's pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. three walks for him. That's, you know, I think they were back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Really? And I He mean, lost his control and loaded the bases. I, don't, I know there were at least two. He lost his control, and then he got out of the inning with, what? He, guess what, a strikeout. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, and I mean, his control's been impeccable as a major leaguer. But actually, in, as a minor leaguer, you know, when he was, you know, when they were televising off his minor league starts, um, I mean, I'd seen him lose his control uh, at AAA. So. Oh, man, I, I was there. I had to do a story on him back in my journal days. And uh, this, I was in Syracuse for 10 days on the Strasburg beat, and it was awesome. He yeah. was so ridiculously dominating. And you just look at him on the mound, and he's in like a different world. It was, it was amazing. It's cool to watch when you get to see someone that's just so much better than everyone. And you know what he told me? He loves to hit. Like, that's his thing. Like, he loves to hit. He thinks it keeps him in the game. Like, you know, warmish and, you know, within the, within the play of the game. Like Mariano Rivera shagging fly balls. There you go. Beware. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, injuries, news, and notes, Rafael Soriano got the save for the Yankees. So... I've already seen we have questions about this in the in the inbox. Um, I think it's still Robert. It's still Robertson's job. But one thing to consider here is that Robertson does throw a lot of pitches, mm-hmm. so that will limit some of his opportunities. And Joe Girardi said he's okay giving Soriano three days in a row. Not okay doing it with David Robertson. So what do you guys make of this situation now? 
That's Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I don't think it changes a lot, but I think you framed it exactly right that it means that Robertson maybe isn't going to be as valuable as um, – you know, some of the other guys that, uh, you know, look like they're going to have jobs for the rest of the season that, uh, you know, he, he may get set, sit down once in a while like he was here after back-to-back uh, appearances. If he blows up again in a safe situation, yeah. then we've I got mean, an issue. Then we then we got, then we got some fun to talk about next week on the podcast. Because yeah. Soriano gave up a run yesterday. If you just look at the box score, you see he gave up a run. He actually pitched very well. It was an infield single, then a stolen, well, a defensive indifference, and then I think the guy scored on two ground ball outs. Yeah. So... He actually pitched well. Um, Fox Sports reports the Angels and Nationals have had preliminary discussions about a Peter Borges trade. Our Danny Nobler notes the Nationals asked about Borges last year and the Angels had no interest in talking about him. Anything to make of this? It just makes a whole lot of sense. I would be surprised if it didn't happen. I don't know if that means if it is or it isn't, but it, it just makes too much sense. Okay, well, that could mean... Maybe a boost for Borges? You read a lot of Danny Nobler. I mean, anything at this point is... <laughs> Today, I certainly do. <laughs> anything would be a boost for him because he's just not playing. I yeah. recommend reading a lot of Danny Nobler. <laughs> I know, man. We've had him on the show. He's a good guy. Scott Miller and John Heyman. we got some good writers on our staff. Brett Gardner had a setback with his elbow. He's out 15 to 25 days, which is a weird timetable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. So you're still looking at Ibanez against righties and Jones against lefties, most likely. And Dwayne Wise coming in late in games. Chris Young. <laughs> he can't say that the perfect game. Yeah, he saved yeah, Burley's perfect he game. He did. Uh, Chris Young making progress. Do we have a timetable on him? Not, uh, not that I've seen. No. Yeah, I haven't really. I'm still, it's still a vague, you know, late May, early June kind of thing, I guess. Yoenis Cespedes day-to-day. Mike Mustaka is, is expected back today. Vladimir Guerrero signed with the Blue Jays. Does anyone care? Uh, not much. I mean, and they already got... You know, uh, Travis Snyder can think of his name for Travis a second. Snyder, yeah. You know, How can you forget that name with the Blue Jays? Because yeah. he's always attached to them somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm not sure where Vladdy fits in. But oh, actually, the one thing I did read was that uh, you know maybe this is uh, a threat to Adam Lind. Could maybe see that. Well, hopefully it'll spark him. Yeah, at, at least. Will Middlebrooks is not going to play the outfield when Kevin Euclid gets back. So that's bad. If you own middle, 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 uh, Middlebrooks. Chris Iannetta out six to eight weeks with a wrist injury. Um, you know, what catchers can we pick up? Any, any ones out there? Uh, Rod Barajas, I think, might be right in that sweet spot of someone who's available in a lot of leagues yeah. who can contribute a lot of power. Um, that's, that's my somber take on this. Catchers I'm more tough. concerned about the Angels. They're, Hank Conger's injured, too, like the obvious yeah. replacement. Jeff Bobby Mathis plays for Toronto. And I have to admit, I wasn't aware of that yesterday when this news came out. So I rushed and got uh, Conjure and all my AL only leagues and then <laughs> said, oops. But he, again, he's only supposed to be out for a couple of weeks. So, yeah. I mean, he could be, uh, get promoted in, in a couple of weeks. But, you know, he was there to watch last year. Yeah. A little bit in the mix. Right now it's Bobby Wilson, right? You're right. Uh, still no timetable for Kevin Euclid, by the way. I probably should have done that after the Middlebrooks note. Uh, the Red Sox called up Daniel Nava, and he started in the outfield. Anyone care? Not, not, not much. Eric Bedard said he felt better. Hooray. <laughs> Quick notes from around baseball here. Derek Lowe, 5-1, 2.47 ERA. He has now pitched well against Texas and Boston in back-to-back starts. Does anyone care? I do. I think the quotes uh, that the Indians GM uh, Chris Antonetti gave when he signed Lowe, he said, we see something that I guess no one else saw. Why not? I mean, look, the numbers 5-1, 2.47 ERA is, is on the border of small sample size, but 
It is. And, and you know, there's there are guys, and for whatever reason, I'm blanking on a, on a really great example right now, but, you know, guys who go all the way to the all-star break and even beyond and, and you know, look great, and then they, they fall apart. And I Vargas mean, did that last year. Yeah. Jason yeah. Vargas did that last year. I mean, the example I think of, and it's not really neat, like, you know, before and after all-star, the all-star break, but I think of Jeff Carson's last year who rolled off nine consecutive quality starts and, you know, fell apart at the end of the year because it just he did it in a, in a completely unsustainable way. That's how I feel about Derek Lowe. Right. Low or way in Chen? Chen. Chen. <laughs> Lower Henderson Alvarez. <laughs> Henderson Alvarez. Yeah, I think you go with Alvarez. I'll, by the way, I'll take any Chen. Okay. <laughs> I might take low over Bruce Chen. I wouldn't. Uh. You know, Escobar went 4 for 4 and scored three runs. He's owned in 69% of leagues. Do you guys like you know Escobar? I really do, and I really like him in head to head leagues because he walks a ton and has some doubles power. Uh, so it's good to see uh, Escobar getting it going. Escobar yeah. or Hardy? I think I might go Hardy still on this one. Uh, well, Escobar definitely in head-to-head. Hardy probably in Roto. Escobar or Cozart? Cozart. Yeah, Cozart. Alex Presley almost made three down, but not quite. He's owned in 24% of leagues, which is crazy when you think that Andres Torres is owned in 15% of leagues. Wouldn't you guys rather have Torres? In a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, he's three for 28 in May, Presley. No walks, nine strikeouts, and this season, three walks, 27 strikeouts. <laughs> Even when he had a decent April, he was uh, striking out a lot and not walking at all. So uh, NL-only leagues, Presley or Torres? We said Torres, Presley or Niger Morgan? Niger. I might go Presley on that one. Presley or Bogusevich? Mm, I think here's where I go, Presley, and hope he turns it around. Yeah, i got to be with Al on that one. Let's talk about pitchers. Two-start pitchers. Al, you're... Somewhat of the pitching guru around here, and uh, you're the data guy, but <laughs> but your kids call you Dada. Well, don't don't give away <laughs> that was more of joke. <laughs> People aren't even gonna watch it now. No, I, I not all the jokes made the show. That joke was unauthorized, by the way. I believe that was an Al joke. No, that was a Dave. That Richard. Was a Dave oh, really? That was Richard. He snuck yeah. that one in. All right. Yeah. I was here when he came up with that. And he, oh. he was like, I have to email this to Al. <laughs> Ed, did, did you see what my reply was? No. Wow, is that ever bad? Yeah, it was pretty bad. So that I had was to, point. So I had to include it. <laughs> uh, all right. Two-star pitchers. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of games. Is every team playing seven next week? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. It's interleague time. Yeah, and there's a two-game series, a two-game series, and a three-game series. Uh, it's a little bit of an unusual schedule, but... Al, there are a lot of two-start options next week. So, yes, there are because that cram schedule. Uh, lots of guys to choose from, which means you don't have to really reach too far for a two-start guy. And there are guys I like here who won't probably won't make the, the cut for the top 70 this week because there are so many uh, good two-start options. But uh, you know, I guess we can rattle off a few of them, mm. uh, particularly guys who I think are maybe a little under-owned or, or under-started. And by the way, just one name that I, I wouldn't even have planned on mentioning, but I noted right before the show that I was surprised at the ownership rate. Drew Smiley still only being started in 73% of our leagues. No, started in 53%. Or, I'm sorry. That, that, yeah, owned in 73 Thought yeah. that, but the wrong word came out of my mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, started 53%, owned in 73 um, which is, you know, I think it actually should be started in 73 and probably more than that. And with a two-start week, probably 90%. He's more like – Hell, I like that. He's more like Drew Frowny <laughs> right now, Al. He is. Well, yeah, because it's not <laughs> – just baiting you now. <laughs> I love, I love this game. 
<laughs> All right, Smiley's at the White Sox at home against Pittsburgh. How about Irvin Santana? So how about Irvin Ho- Santana? Home against yeah. Oakland at San Diego. Yeah, and uh, I've been pretty down on him. Was you know disappointed in the poor start. Uh, I think I got fooled. There we go. Another example of a guy with a long stretch of good performance that I think was just overperforming, and, and, and partly because of an easy schedule. But you know Santana getting back to where he was early last year. 2010 is still not a bad pitcher to use in a two-start week. And these are pretty good matchups with uh, the A's and the uh, Padres at Petco. So uh, Santana, you can probably start. Yeah, we spoke about Vargas last week at Boston and at Colorado. I dropped him. I dropped Vargas after, like immediately after picking him up or a day after picking him up to pick up Christian Friedrich because I saw those matchups at San Francisco home against Seattle. Um, I like it a lot. He's only owned in 12% of leagues. This could be a good week maybe to stream him. What do you think? Um, maybe, but, uh, you know, and I really qualify that. really depends on the on the format. I uh, just want to touch on Vargas first because yeah. I, I do like Vargas, um, but those are pretty bad matchups at Boston and Colorado. So with the, the bevy of options available, uh, I would not start Vargas this week in a standard mixed league. I wouldn't start Friedrich either. Um, just too many good options out there. Exactly right, and and still, you know, largely unproven. But uh, you're right. I mean, if you were going to start mid two start week, this is probably a, a good opportunity. But I, I still would go with somebody else. Who else do you like? I uh, like Ross Detweiler at home against the Padres and Orioles. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Uh, How Jeff- about John Danks? Uh, no, I don't like John Danks. And again, you know, in another week where you had few options, you might say, well, you know, maybe he's going to turn the corner here. Um, but you don't have to take that risk this week. So, no, I wouldn't go with Danks um, or uh, Ryan Vogelsong, for that matter. Um, but I probably would go with Jeff Neiman because he's been good, and his last time out he finally went a little bit longer. Why not Vogelsong? Vogelsong has two home starts, Colorado and Oakland. Well, you know, that's a really good point, and I've been saying all year long, Vogelsong, if nothing else, Vogelsong's really good at home. The Rockies are abysmal away from course. Um, I know there was some sort of uh, in, uh, issue with him. He got in some sort of injection, and I, I can't remember all the details. And Nando or Adam, I don't know if you, you can recall that. You sound like Andy Pettit. Yeah. But, uh, um, no? <laughs> <laughs> you guys aren't following uh, TJ Quinn, ESPN? No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, it's so good. We'll, we'll get to that later. In terms of what? He's uh he's he's basically live tweeting the entire Clemens trial. Right. Oh, and okay. the te- I, I it's just you. such insanely good testimony that <laughs> I just I'm really? waiting for TJ Quinn updates. Like every every two seconds, I just keep refresh, refresh, refresh. Where are they? Why can't they just televise this thing? You know, it's federal. Come on, you're not allowed to televise federal cases. I don't care about that, Nando. I'm just trying to explain <laughs> why. But uh, process douche masses. Good to know. I, I yeah. really do suggest just going to his Twitter account, just scrolling down everything he's tweeted because there's like there's some really great. I mean, baseball testimony. Can't get from Ryan Vogel song to. Oh, because you said he got injected. I know, I yeah, know. sorry. So anyhow, um, <laughs> so I, I think I, I rushed over that a bit. I think it's defensible to start Vogel song. I probably wouldn't, but but this is probably as good a two start week as you can get from him. Um, Derek Lowe at Minnesota, home against Miami. I think Miami. you know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, Better options. Uh, Danny Duffy at Texas, home against Arizona. Uh, again, a little too risky with the options. I tell you, somebody, probably not in a 12-team league, but maybe a 14, 15-team league, Wade Miley. A couple uh, okay matchups there. Um, and uh, he's another guy I talked about, Alvarez, benefiting from infield defense. Uh, Miley has, has been getting a lot of ground balls, but not a lot of not a lot of them have gone through for hits. Uh, pretty good uh, defense behind him there. 
Kevin Correa, two on the road. Kevin Correa, okay, what do we got? What are his matchups? He's just got really good splits on the road. Kevin Correa at Miami, at Detroit. Center cut sirloin. No, no, that was James McDonald. (laughs) J-Mac, as Searage called him. At Miami and at Detroit, Kevin Correa. Uh, No, thank you. He just got good road splits. Go look at his home road splits. They're really I'm good. still not starting him. I'm just saying. For someone who's in a deep league out there listening. Okay. <laughs> deep league. Joe Blanton. Two starts at home. Boston and Houston. Yeah. Um, okay matchups. but um, and, and I do like Blanton. But, uh, again, in another week, I'd be starting him this week. Probably not. How about Blanton for two starts or Jake Arrieta for one start at Washington? Whew. Um, probably Blanton. That's a perfect noise to make for that question. Harriet or Bland? Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a bad way, just a tough sure. call. How about... In my opinion. That could still be the perfect noise to make. It's still a tough call. <laughs> a one-start Rick Porcello, Minnesota at home, or a two-start Christian Friedrich? Mm, I think I'd uh, try Friedrich. I don't know if it's Friedrich or Friedrich. I don't either. I've heard it both ways. But we've covered them both. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we know who we're talking about. Edinson Volquez has another home start. Angels at home. Yeah, pro- again, probably not this week, but deeper league, some of these uh, alternatives you're presenting, he would beat a lot of probably two-star guys with that. Philip Umber at the Cubs. Um, nope, wait for him to work stuff out. Okay. Hitters, your top five hitting schedules are Milwaukee, Colorado, Texas, Washington, and Seattle. Any fringe guys there that you can think of? Kyle Seeger comes to mind. Milwaukee, Colorado, Texas, Washington, Seattle. Scott made a good point on the show yesterday about Aramis Ramirez possibly turning it around this week. If he's going to turn it around, this could be the week, which I agree. Yeah, and I like his chances to do it, so I think that's a very good call. Seeger or, or Ramirez? Uh, oh, yeah, I think Ramirez. I think it was Ramirez. Bottom five, San Diego, St. Louis, the Mets, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta. San Diego, St. Louis, the Mets, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta. Another one of those weeks where you just can't start your Padres. What a shame. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still probably start Chase Headley, though. In fact, I know I would. You would? Yeah. Even if they have I I don't think he's a matchups guy anymore. Ramirez or Headley? Uh, Because I'd probably start either of them, but yeah, Headley. Interesting. Okay. Um, anyone else here? Let's see. Um, how about like uh, like a Lucas Duda? They have bad matchups. I don't know how many lefties they have. Maybe. No, it was six against one. Lefties or righties? Righties against lefties. I believe. I I'm still, trying to recall this. If the <laughs> matchups are bad, though, I think you could you could set them. It's worth looking around. Scott was all about starting them, and I think it was because of the it's, matchups. No, it's it's because he's Lucas Duda and Scott is. Scott. Yeah, six, I know. I understand that. Righties. But he did, he did righties. have a reason for it. <laughs> six righties. He did, You're he did justify right. it. Why you should maybe start him, even though it's tough matchups. Alan Craig or Lucas Duda? Alan Craig. The Craiger. Okay. All right, let's go through the sleepers and the busts. Um, at catcher, worth a second look is um, Ryan Domit, and Carlos Ruiz is approach with caution. So that's what we're titling these this week. Worth a second look and approach with caution. Ryan Domit's been hitting a lot better. Uh, Carlos Ruiz... Uh, is a guy to approach with caution this week. First base, Adam LaRoche worth a second look and approach Eric Hosmer with caution. What do you think about Hosmer? Starter sit next week. He's got three lefties on the schedule. I think he's due to turn it around a little bit. I, I think I'd still start him. But, I mean, again, depends on what my options are. Yeah. 
I'm not huge on Hosmer, but I think people have gone the other way on him now. There was so much hype, and now everyone's just down on him. And they've got to meet in the middle at some point. Yeah, I think I'd take the same approach. It's, it's worth looking around, but I wouldn't be desperate to replace Hosmer. I dumped on him for so long, and now I actually I feel bad because everyone else is – they've gone too far. You know what I mean? It's, it's just – You should feel bad. I, well, I don't feel bad, bad, but you should, though. <laughs> it, was, I was, it was dumping it as exercise and caution. Like, look, he's not going to hit 40 home yeah. runs and hit 350. He's Billy Butler-ish. But now people are treating him like he's – He's not even that. He's like Lyle Overbay. <laughs> uh, worth a second look at second base is Aaron Hill. And approach with caution, Daniel Murphy. Third base, worth a second look, Aramis Ramirez. Approach with caution, Chipper Jones. At shortstop, Cody Ransom. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been wanting to talk about him, and I, I just I don't know why. I just haven't snuck him in there yet. Uh, he's, you know, what do you guys think about Cody Ransom? He's hitting pretty well. Got a lot of power when he plays. You look at his minor league track record. It's a very long minor league track record. Um, he's got, I think, five 25-plus home run seasons in very short minor league seasons. Um, and the most he's ever gotten in the, in the majors is, I think, 79 at-bats ever. Yeah. Like he could eclipse that, like, next week. Exactly, yeah. But even in those short little stretches, he's shown some power in the major yeah. leagues. So, But, you know, the thing is, is his batting average is just completely out of whack. I mean, this is a guy who's, you know, all power and not a lot else. Ransom or Dozier? Um, Dozier because of the playing time. I think I might. I think I might go with Ransom's power right now until the batting average catches up with him. Next week it might be different. But approach with caution, Alexi Ramirez. And we go to the outfield, and Lucas Duda and Matt Joyce are worth second looks. Yuena Cespedes, you know, he's injured right now and um, not hitting that well. And Alan Craig are approach with caution. And now we take your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Brian in Tallahassee, I want your opinion about two trades I just agreed to. I'm in a 12-team keeper league, and my team stinks. I mean, terrible. My goal is to cut bait on aging guys who are still producing and get some young prospects. Uh, for the first, I traded Kipnis and Sabathia for Cespedes, Harper, and Chad Billingsley. And a seventh-round pick. He gave up Kipnis and Sabathia for Cespedes, Harper, and Chad Billingsley. It's keeper league. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, let's see. And he says a 12-team keeper league. So to me, Billingsley is, is irrelevant. He's just filling a hole for this year. So it's really Kipnis and Sabathia for Cespedes and Harper. And my gut on this is it's, I don't know. I don't like trade. I mean, I understand what his goal is. But, yeah, I feel like it might be a little bit of an overpay. If, yeah, if, if Harper him. is if Harper is all he's uh, made out to be, then it's it's a it's a good trade. It, it might be a great trade. A seventh round draft pick for next year is essentially well, like a twelfth round draft pick. I don't know how many keepers he has. I right. assume it's five. That's pretty much the average. Second trade was David Ortiz for Mike Trout. He gave up Ortiz for Trout. I like that one better. I do too. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. How about Paul? I just cut Rafael Sor- uh, Rafael Soriano to pick up Sean Marshall. While I was waiting for the waiver request to go through, <laughs> Soriano registered a save. Did I do the right thing? Who'd you rather have, Sean Marshall or Soriano? Marshall. But yeah. By a lot. Yeah, not by a lot, though. I'm sorry. Sean in slight. DeKalb, Illinois. 5x5 five five points league. I've been offered Pedroia straight up for Cano. Who'd you rather have? Uh, it seems kind of irrelevant. I was going to say, why? Um, unless, you know, you were just trading maybe the, the power for the Steelers. Oh, he's a big Red Sox fan. 
He's kind of a uh, Pedroia homer. You oh. know what? They'll the, you know, the do it because they're very equal in value. Get the guy you like. Yeah, cheer for the guy you want. Yeah, there you uh, go. Uh, how about this one? Pedroia, McCutcheon, and Cliff Lee for Cano, Hanley, and Lester. Pedroia, McCutcheon, Cliff Lee for Cano, Hanley, Lester. I like that one. You'd rather have Pedroia, McCutcheon, and Cliff Lee? I'd rather have – oh, right, he's given – no. He, Cano? He, has, he has Cano. Oh, then Hanley. I don't like that one. I'd rather I'm, have Cano, Hanley, and Lester. And I would too. We need to think up a standard way to send us these trades because on Twitter I keep answering the wrong side. I do too. Like, don't Sky. do that. He's like, oh, I'm getting them. I'm like, oh, well, then do it. And, and even though <laughs> people phrase it in a way that I think is, it's clear what they mean, they say, oh, no, no, I'm the one getting this guy. Yeah. You know, so. Can we just – I get, I give? Can we can – we, Oh, I like that. That's an official request from the podcast team. Well, sometimes people do, you know, A gets these guys, B gets these sides, which side, which side yeah, wins. Yeah, I like that. Guys, actually, I've got to be honest like, with you here. He clearly said, I was offered Pedroia straight up for Cano. Right, but the second half. Well, you, you know he you doesn't have Pedroia. The way you read it, the second half. <laughs> Don't blame me. Don't blame him. Okay, I'll take the blame for Sorry, this Sorry, Sean, for DeKalb, <laughs> Illinois. You're fine, That's Sean. Adam Azer's fault. Okay, here's our last one. It's Daniel. Sending us off to the weekend. He says, Dear Fantasy Fantastic Four, I have Daniel Bard. Should I drop him for any of these guys? Blanton. No. Jerome no. Williams. No. Ugh, no, but close. Jason Vargas. No. Nope. Felipe Paulino. No. No. Porcello. Definitely no. No. Brandon McCarthy. Yes. Um, he's got the injury right now. Which is kind of bothering me. <laughs> you know, I st- yeah, I, I would still do it. I'd take the chance that uh, it's going to be minor. That was I've never heard you sound more like Job. What? Right there. <laughs> Thank He's you. got the injury right now. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Jake Arietta or Bard. I would take Bard. Uh, I think I'm trying to remember if I actually did this. In any event, I would do it. So <laughs> you yeah. would or you would not? Would yes. You rather Arietta? I would. That's it. We're done. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you all on Monday for Nando DeFino and Al Melchior. I'm Adam Azer. See you later.